I, I wish we had done just a little bit of research. I'm convinced that that this enterprise is a tax dodging scheme. <laughs> Welcome to Direct-to-Video VHS, <sighs> a podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. Like, now, now, like, like, Uh-oh. box wine, maybe? That's a bit expired and has been left open for a couple of days. Some days, we pair them like fine wine. <laughs> Today wasn't one of those. I kind of want to get this, our, our opinions out here on the top. What did you think of Swan Princess? The movie. The okay, so um, I thought the it was. I, I actually wrote wrote it down while I was taking notes on this one. Um, mm-hmm. This pacing is not great. What is oh this movie's God. point? Oh, uh, the pacing was rough, uh, but I fucking enjoyed a lot of the things this movie did. I thought that its core storytelling could be like way cleaner. But and we'll get into what I actually liked and didn't like about it, but. I thought that you could kind of tell that the the director had directed Disney movies. Because, like, there was a certain amount of competence that was just fucking refreshing after watching uh, Quest for Camelot. Yeah. Like, there was an amount of, I know what I'm doing. Now, it didn't end up being a very good movie. It. But it ended up being a movie that was well made enough that i could sit through it and if somebody asked me to watch it again i probably would i would not it but it, it really well, does like, skirt that line like if, a, if a kid was oh was okay like, yeah like hey can you watch this movie with me i like i wouldn't probably do it for myself but like for somebody else be like yeah i wouldn't put up a yeah, fuss okay. yeah i wouldn't fine. suggest other better movies well, I, I think I think Swan Princess Swan Princess isn't a movie that you should be ashamed of liking when you were a kid. I think it's a perfectly good like movie. Like if somebody was like, "Oh, I grew up on Quest for Camelot," I would like throw tea at them and yeah, chase I'd them out like, of house and buddy, home. Have you seen Quest for Camelot? Like, did you grow up on it, or was it more like a like an eyes wide shut situation where you <laughs> were where it was kind of forced upon you? Uh, like a plague, but but this movie, yeah, I can see why people regard it fondly. It's got a lot of mm-hmm. good things. It's just it's not all there. Do you know what I found out when I was I was looking up the soundtrack? Yeah, these are original songs and don't seem to have taken music from the ballet they're based on. That's and that's insane to me. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. I had assumed when I started the movie. Actually, you know what? Why don't we start? You, why don't we do some background on it before we get into that? Well, so the the only there is like no background on this movie. Like, Perfect. um, yes, it is wholly devoid of all form. The Richard Rich was one of several animators to leave Disney during the '80s. Kind of change in management. He formed his own company, and this film was actually created using the uh, hand painted cell technique. Uh, that Disney had abandoned. Uh, it took four years to make this movie. Isn't that crazy? This and this movie. I have to say this. It looks good. It's a, it's not the greatest. And it's not like Sleeping Beauty, and it's not even like The Lion King. But unlike I, and I'm gonna keep on comparing it to this because we just watched it. 
unlike Quest for Camelot, for instance, there aren't shortcuts taken. Yeah, like, it, the effort was put in. The effort was put in. It's just it feels like like a lot of the a lot of the head of staff were competent and some even and talented. It feels to me like a lot of the in betweeners, a lot of the low level staff just couldn't keep up because there's a lot of animation that pops a bit too much or isn't properly synced up yeah i know what you're saying i also did not love most of the character design there wasn't really any characters that were like horrible to look at yeah but like odette just kind of looks like a princess and Derek just kind of looks like a prince you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. not a lot that really sticks with you about those characters. There, There is no defining silhouette in this movie. Everything about this movie is kind of instantaneously forgettable. As far as visuals go. There, there, are, there are some things I do genuinely like about the story of this movie. So yeah. are we? Are, so we're just gonna jump into it. Yeah, for I'm sure. Gonna, let's let's, let's jump it. into it. Uh, let's start with the fact that that that's not what a baby looks like. <laughs> that's well here's here's my problem with the opening scene so the opening scene opens on odette being born well having been born because it's about her and the king not yeah her. i guess her mom just died it's i during birth maybe i watched this like Ugly. two days ago isn't the prince narrating over all of this is that the prince? I thought it was. I'm not so that sure now. That wouldn't make any sense for the, like, seven-minute opening number they do. They, they have a scene that's just the opening scene from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, the king, King Neckbeard is sad and wants a heir. He gets one. Well, and then and, and then there's, like, the, the boy who's a few years older than Odette. Eight years five years it's unclear it's it's really hard to tell especially because uh that's not what a baby looks like so who knows how old <laughs> anyone is in this movie um and so there's a scene that's just an exact mirror of the prince going to see aurora mm-hmm. in sleeping beauty and that's what made me think that when i saw that i thought oh it's sleeping beauty but this movie was probably also built around music that already existed, just like Sleeping Beauty was. And that'll be interesting. But it's fucking not. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is so weird, because that music was made in the 1800s. It's definitely free, right? Like, yeah, they no, just it's... get it, and then just make songs it. out of it. Or, or even just do, like a, like, a little sting at the beginning that's like, oh, that's the song from from, from the actual uh, Broadway or play ballet thing. Ballet. Yeah, it's not... I mean, it, there may have been some in the... But there's... It's such a musical movie that the fact that they did not use this music that... There is, like, a song every two minutes in this movie. Yes. And here's... Okay. So here's my possibly unpopular opinion. I think most of these songs are completely inoffensive and basically fine. They're all right, yeah. No, uh, there there is not a song in this movie that I would consider terrible. Oh no, there fucking is. There is one. Is there? I don't remember. I watched this movie two days ago and it like evaporated from my brain. Like, oh, okay. Uh, well, did you just maybe watch the other movie? Like just I just now? watched the other one. I just okay. Watched well, it. this other song was in that movie too. 
Oh, then yes. If it, 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 it then if it was in that movie, then it was terrible because all of the songs in that movie were just bad, 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 bad. Oof. Uh, we'll talk about it in when we get to it. But the first song is this like seven well, to nine minute scene. Well, before we get to that, I, I just really want to talk about like the kind of basic setup of this plot, which is that uh, King Neckbeard has a daughter. He has he he's hoping him and uh, this queen are like. Kind of oh, like. Oh no no no! Oh sorry. She's not a fucking queen. They call her the widow. In the next movie, she's suddenly a goddamn queen. Yeah no, I I thought she was a queen in this movie as well. Mm-mm. She's huh. like a rich person. Oh okay, so she's just a noble. Well, they, God, they 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 really play fast and loose with kings and queens in this movie, though. They fucking do. That's that's the craziest bit, and there's a there's a big moment for that, and I want to talk about it then. Maybe she's maybe she's some kind of lesser queen, but I don't think so. I don't think they say that. So the queen and the so the the queen and the king are like hatching this plan to have their kids marry each other, but there is an evil sorcerer named Rothbart who wants oh, to yeah, take over all, yeah who it. wants to take over the kingdom by mastering the forbidden arts no okay again that's said in the second movie and it's fucking ludicrous yeah it, i think in this movie they just <laughs> call it dark magic yeah he's like i have all this fucking cool dark magic and i'm gonna kill you with it and the king breaks all his shit and was like well now you don't have dark magic I guess because I guess you need stuff. But this is or... this is really this also really felt like a punching the computer screen to take out the computer moment. But it works. Well, no, because the dude still has magic. No, he doesn't. I mean, he gets it back. He even tells the king, "I'm just gonna get my magic back." But he, he's he's gone for like eighteen years. That's that's pretty good when you're just punching a computer screen. That's I guess yeah. That's not insubstantial. Um, so. So the king doesn't kill Rothbart. I don't know why he doesn't kill this guy. This guy's like... Because the last thing he does is threaten him. Dr. Eggman looking ass motherfucker. Yeah, he actually looks a lot like the villain from Quest for Camelot. Which yeah, I but a little more... A little less... He looks a little less like an ogre and more like a human being. Yeah, he looks less completely greasy. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. And and I, I do want to emphasize how much like a total stooge the king looks like in this movie. Like, he does not look kingly. He doesn't. He, he looks like a, like a toad man. So now we can get into the, God, this like seven minute long song, which is all right. It's like a, a montage Actually, of these two kids growing up and hating each other. It's not a very good song, but. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's cute, but, like, some of the rhymes are, like, real forced and not oh, very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, it's, this is a movie for babies. But, but it's a seven-minute song, it's and so I was long. like, that's so fucking bold. This, like, these are people who watched Beauty and the Beast and were like, yeah, we can do that, too. And they couldn't, but they fucking tried, and good for them. It, and this isn't, like, the only seven-minute long song in this movie. We'll get, there is another one. But the thing is, what I actually really like is that these two children being absolute shits to each other feels so real it sometimes. Feels, it feels good. Um, yeah. And it's like, it, and and the, how their relationship is changing, because it ages them all the way from like four to like 18. So this is like a 14 year jump. Montage, yeah. 
Yeah, and and the way the way it shows them, like when they're little, they just straight up fight, and when they're older, the prince has a friend, but the princess doesn't because she's from another kingdom. Yeah, and so they kind of like pick on her and and mess with her, and then when they're older again, the prince gets mad because she's like flirting with other dudes. Like this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, dynamism in their their growing up in their growing ups montage. It's. Mm-hmm. It's it's really interesting to see the back and forth. Um, God, I just but the whole this whole scene was just like me just sitting there going, "Oh Jesus, fuck these two parents!" Like <laughs> if these two parents, if these two widows really wanted to unite their kingdoms, they could have just married each other. A just right off the bat. I was wondering if there was a reason they couldn't because it seems like the king is taking a summer off every summer to flirt with a widow. And he's a widow, too. Right. So, like... like <laughs> what's happening over there? The the other thing is, is, like... Like, my parents have done this to me multiple times, where they just, like... Like, we're gonna go hang out with this other family. Why? And then they just, like, shove me and this other family's daughter together. Like, let's hope this works. It never works. Okay. That's kind of adorable my parents like i'm like the sixth kid i mean it's possible (laughs) at that point you stop trying to do stuff like that (laughs) kid number six god we don't have that many friends yeah well i think most of my parents friendships like it usually happens from the other end where parents start to make friends because their kids are friends well i mean at some point i think so because it's like like, when you have kids, the only people you can really talk to are other people who have kids. I mean, that's not true, true, but you know. Yeah, but, like, maybe maybe all your kids are hanging out, and you all need to be there because they're your kids. So you might as well Sir play Uno. Like sits down and starts talking about other stuff, yeah. I've had a comparably short time being, like, the older person at, at like, Christmas and Thanksgiving. I This is going to be, like, my fourth Christmas with, like, an entire other generation of children there. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Because now a lot of them are old enough to think. So this, this when this song started out, they did, they were doing the duet thing. Two people yes, kind of, one of my favorite things. singing past each other. All right, so I want to know how you felt about the introduction of players three and four into this song, right? When the king and the queen started getting their own stanzas, and then it became like a four-person kind the of... The more it happened, here's the thing. I was just shocked that this... That people were obviously trying so hard to make this song. <laughs> I was like, you guys, are, you guys are working so hard. It's like seeing... It's like seeing somebody build a wall, but they've never seen a wall before. Like, oh, this is cute. It's it's it really they're really But yeah, it's like saying it's like lyrics. a ten minute song from four different perspectives and I there was a I, moment when when it starts zooming in on the horizon and I hoped in my heart, like, are we gonna get the villains part of this song too? And it doesn't oh, happen. No! That would have been so good, because his song is kind of, ooh. Yeah. There's nothing there. <laughs> so they there's, grow up. There's a point at the end of this song where the fucking prince calls her an ugly duckling, and it's like, hey. Yeah, a little, you're not, a little bit on the nose. Yeah, but also, you're not the best-looking prince ever, my guy. <laughs> like, you're not you're not exactly George Clooney over here. Yeah, you, you're kind of foppish-looking, dude. Oh, man. He's... Like, of all the princes that we've seen, this guy is really not attractive. 
he's he's not Prince Eric, you know? Yeah, yeah. This guy, I mean, he's fine. I he's he's better than. Mm, mm, this is mm, a tough one to do, huh? He's better than. He's better than. I want to say he's better than the blind guy from he's, Quest for he's, Camelot. Not though, like his character but he's not. Is better yeah, he's more interesting. But but the like, other guy's that guy blind. as a concept and also like as a dude is like super cool. Like yeah, like the song where he sings about how he can be the only one that lives in the forest <laughs> and leaves her to die just makes him that much better. Um, oh man. Uh, plus, yeah. So so like, always. and that was yeah. I think. Hot. I think that's the part that that makes me hesitate is I know that that's Carrie always and I love him and this guy like this guy you know he's all right he's a good prince these two grow up they have been told all their lives that they're going to marry each other and neither of them can stand each other but this one day they're both pushed into like a big ballroom and are staring at each other and Derek tells Odette how fucking beautiful she is and he's like let's Let's get married. Let's do the wedding. And she says, okay, but what am I besides beautiful? And the prince is a fucking dipshit. Oh my God. This is <laughs> the, this is absolutely the worst possible thing. I love this scene, especially because it's really, so good. It, it really comes back to hit you hard later in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'll talk, we can talk about that when we get to that. Cause it's so good. But this this is the one scene that, like, again, this has the depth to be a Disney movie if it were just, like, a little bit better done. Because this whole, what am I besides beautiful? And the dude says, what else is there? What else is there? What else is there? Are you fucking insane? What what is it the uh, the his his steward says to him? How to offend a girl in five syllables or less? It's like oh man, like he oh, oh he he fucks up so bad, so bad. Oh my god, Odette is understandably pissed, and in this world, it seems like she gets a pretty good say in who marries her, so that's good. But she she just leaves. She's like, nah, I'm not putting up with this shit for the rest of my life. But she does seem to like Derek, and I kind of wonder at what point she decided she liked Derek, because it had to have been before this. The, this see, this is another, this is a, this is a part of framing that could have been done better. Like, there should have been a moment where we get to see that she also has fallen for him. Yes. That way, because it, it makes it makes the kind of sequence of events that happen a bit more tangible. When I watched it, I thought it pretty likely that she probably fell for him first. Mostly because, like, little girls mature faster than little boys. Mm-hmm. And start, like, seeing stuff in that way before boys do. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But I didn't know... When? Like, I, I do wish that that had been outlined. There there should have been a moment um, in the song. Yeah, pro- possibly when she was flirting with the other guys, that's when it happened, because that seems like a move. That seems like almost like a pickup artist move. <laughs> she she gets to a point where she's nagging him the whole time. But, yeah. she, she gets to, but, but she does get to a point in the song where she's obviously, like, doing things to get a response out of him. Like, right. like uh, just 
Oh, God. There's, like, a thing in this movie where they're, like, playing chess, I think, or cards. Oh, they're playing cards. Cards. Yes. And this whole, the whole song is the, like, uh, line in it is, this isn't my idea of fun. Yeah. And this is the time where she goes, this is my idea of fun, because she just beat Derek. And so there's, there's, she's got this smug-ass look on her face, like, Man, she, I will say this about Odette. She is a much better character in this song and in this, and for most of this movie, but toward the end of this movie, she kind of gets obfuscated. There's a scene at the beginning of this movie where as the king and queen are like planning out how they're going to make their kids fall in love, she's beating the shit out of him with a wooden sword. (laughs) What happened to that Odette? There's also a scene, the other movie, where she is almost a really good character at the beginning and then... Oh. That's also just dropped. But so she leaves. Her and her father leave. And he's like, what did you want him to say? And I was like, dude, she wanted him to say anything else. Like, anything other than what he said would have been good. <laughs> Literally, literally, the, like, the words, I'm not good with my words, would have been better. If he had said, you're really good at cards, that would have been, like, kind of nice. If he had, if he had said what he says later to his steward, that she was, and you know how, and that, you know, if he had said that, that would have been better. Here's the thing. That's also a really good line. Like, it there's is. a lot of stuff in this movie I genuinely love. The king and the princess get attacked. Yeah, by this mysterious beast. Right. Although it's obviously Rothbard. It's obviously Rothbard. Like it doesn't. It, it doesn't for a second obfuscate the fact that it's not him, which I feel like it should because I would have liked for the movie the idea to be, where is he keeping this beast? Yeah, and then to find out... Yeah, it's him? That would have been good. But they don't they don't really do that, and that's fine. In the ballet, Rothbart is obviously the beast, so it's, it's whatever. It's one of those things. Yeah. Although the beast in the ballet is like this, this really fucking cool owl thing, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't like I, their beast as much. No, you're good. Um, I I think there's gonna there yeah there's there's gonna be a lot of things in this movie where we go this was fine but it could have been better. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna be the whole that's gonna be the calling card of this movie. The next movie is gonna be wow this movie sucked huh? The Swan Princess. It's fine, but it could have been better. Yeah. Here's the thing, as far as evil layers go, Rothbart has a beautiful one. He's got a kick-ass layer. So kick-ass even that the char- characters move into it in the next move movie. Move into it? That's insane. <laughs> but Exile has been very good to him. He, you know, and if I don't understand why he wants a kingdom. He's doing all right for himself. He's got this beautiful castle next to this lake. And here's another pacing problem. Because we cut to, we have uh, Odette finding out about her curse when Rothbart tells her all about it, which is she will spend every day as a swan, but every night, as long as she is at the Swan Lake, when the moon comes up, she will turn into Odette again until sunrise when she will turn back into a swan. It's a very complex spell. It's a complex spell, and it's also... I really love this idea of this. It's like such a specific evil magic kidnapping that like she can leave. She can leave. But then what will she do? 
Because she'll just be a swan again, and she has to come back to turn into a person. God. Like, the, the fucking prince goes to interrogate the king at one point, and the fucking guy doesn't say a single thing. Oh my god. He spends, oh my god. He spends seven minutes dying, and, and, and just he could have just grabbed the prince and said... No. Rothbart and you died. know the problem. Fuck. You know the problem with this scene. Do you know the fucking problem with this scene? It took me like half an hour to realize the king was dead. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, because there's a point at the end dies, of the movie, but he's not. Like, it doesn't make it clear that he died, and there's no like funeral scene. Nobody talks about the fact that the king is dead. I had to put it together on my own. And the problem with the pacing of this movie is that somebody should have said, the king is dead, and also, who's running that kingdom? I don't fucking know. It seems like it might be the queen now? No, the because I, I genuinely think... in charge of that no, kingdom? I know, because remember, his kingdom is on the other side of, like, an ocean or something. So I just assume that his kingdom has fallen into turmoil. It is the Dark Ages. A sword has been put into a stone. <laughs> like... It doesn't... It's so... I, I didn't realize until the end of the movie when he doesn't show up for his own daughter's wedding. I was like, oh, so he's dead. Then he died? So he died. I, I'll tell you when I recognize it. The queen says something uh, when she wants Derek to get married about how the kingdom will have a king again. And I was like, huh. That's, Wait that's not how that second. works. That's not how that works. You can't just marry a prince and then say, well, that king is dead, so my son prince will become king over there. That's not how that works. This movie does not seem to understand how royalty do. This movie, this how royalty movie. do. Oh, yeah. This movie this movie series doesn't understand what royalty do. <laughs> it fucking doesn't. <laughs> but, so. Okay. So, so, but the. I, uh, I, I love the villain's fucking plan. I don't like his song, but I do like just the, the idea of his plan. I tried to take the kingdom by force, and that didn't go so well. And that didn't work, so I'm just going to marry the princess. I'm going to do it legally. (laughs) So I'm just going to do what your parents did to you. Yeah. I love his character. I love how, like, this is a bad guy, but when he's around Odette, he purposely does He's like, tries to make himself not look like the bad guy. And he gets mad at her for rejecting him because now he has to be the bad guy, and stuff stuff like this. It's good. It's 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 like a good coloring of. I mean, it's not exactly an abusive relationship. It fucking is, but it's not a classic abusive relationship because she's physically kidnapped. <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good portrait of like just because this guy is putting on air, like that's not who he is inside. Right. Yeah. It's clear that he is not the person that he is while around Odette. So I, I do want to say that the, the the animation in this movie is like really good in the like mm-hmm. face, like characters' faces in this movie look pretty good. They move really well. I never had that fucking moment that I had every moment while watching uh, Quest of Camelot, which is like, oh, oh, their faces are scary and bad, <laughs> are disgusting. But but the body movements in this movie are not as good. They just well. So so we have another two parter song, don't we? Not where yet. where okay because I know because there's there's a song where Odette's singing about how sad she is that she's a swan, and then the prince sings about how he wishes Odette wasn't dead and or he believes that she's still alive. I 
think that's a little later. Because okay. Because we have... There's, like, the scene before this where he's shooting musicians. Oh, right, right. He's practicing hunting. And this is, again... It's not a bad scene in itself. I don't love it. But it's... it's what it doesn't do is sell me on the whole grieving hero thing. This is a fine scene to be in the movie. It shouldn't be right after he finds out that the princess is dead or kidnapped. Especially because we... Like, like if somehow you know... The king just died. <laughs> this is part of why it was such a hard thing to realize. Like, oh, he must be fine then, because nobody cares. <laughs> like, even like even if they had just put in, like, in the background, like, a church service where people were crying and sobbing about the king's death, and then it just panned over to the prince being like, but Odette's still alive. Let's have this kooky fun time. So it cuts to that, and it, like, goes on for a while. This is another really long... This is a, another... This is a scene that did not have to be as long as it was. No. Oh, but they do... They do do something that... If if this character, if his sidekick character had been more of a character, I would have enjoyed this moment and the moment it leads up toward. In this movie and the next movie, I I was never not convinced that his sidekick was going to betray him. I just, I wanted him to do something. The guy is so fucking malicious and a cheater, but he doesn't do anything with it. Uh, that's the thing. I would have liked, have you watched DuckTales at all? I watched the first episode. Okay. Ooh. One of the kids, I can't remember their names. Huey, Dewey. One of the kids. And Stewie? I rem- I rem- it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Louie, the green their- one. Yes, the green one. He- fucking like lies cheats and steals all the time right mm-hmm. he he he's basically a tiny grifter <laughs> yeah he is hands and pockets and everything yeah but he does it to like help his family usually like he'll do shit for himself and then he'll do shit for like webby yeah he's charming that's the word you're looking for <laughs> right well it's it's just that like if this if this character if this sidekick character had Helps the prince with his grifting, being kind of skeevy thing. That would have been interesting, but how he helps the prince is is this weird. Never do this in real life. Shoot an arrow at a human being so they can catch it and shoot it back. Thing. Oh my god, I love this. It's so ridiculous and stupid, but the fact that it comes back later in the, the movie, the fact that it pays off, is, is so really good. Good, but if the character had been anything i would have enjoyed it a lot more even even if the character had been like a person who genuinely hated the prince but then later grew to like him it would have been better right like any semblance of arc what if the character okay this this would be a high fucking bar to hit (laughs) what if he does betray him at the end of the movie tries to shoot him and he catches the arrow and shoots it that would have been amazing. That would have been so good. <laughs> so then we cut, we cut to Odette Who? after this. And, she, and I find out, and I think this is crazy, she has found herself hanging her hopes on the guy she just dumped. <laughs> She's like, Derek will find me. Because she knows that... I don't know how she knows this. That's the thing. I don't know how she knows this. Uh-huh. She knows that... Uh, someone professing their everlasting love to her will break the spell. 
This is also true in the ballet. This is taken right from the ballet. I, I genuinely um, also don't know how she knows this. That's the thing. There's no moment... When we see Odette again, she already has animal friends. She... We, yeah. We don't see the moment where she has to, like, learn how to be a swan. Or learn what it's like to live in this place. And learn what it's, what it's like to be captured. She's been here for at least weeks. Yeah, she's been here there for quite some time because the entire kingdom has moved on. Like her mom, like the prince's mom, is trying to marry him off to someone else, um, and that's not something you do the next day after your uh, your 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 son gets dumped. Right, and then the person who dumped him dies horribly, tragically. What had to have been a huge royal shakeup. Right? I just, the movie just dedicates no time to the politics of this world, and it... Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening on the other side of the ocean at this kingdom? There are a lot of princes, uh, princesses in this world, so, like, the, the ballet is Russian? I don't know if Russia was ever broken up into that many groups. I don't know. I, pr- I think it was. Because I know there's a lot of jokes about, like, marrying your daughter to... Or marrying your son to the daughter of some noble for the good of the... Right. Or whatever. I don't remember the joke exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So maybe it was. I know there's this a joke about the big taught me case. that Puffins can be Scottish. Irish. Is he Irish? He's Irish. Okay. There's a soul... It's hard... There's it's, a subtle difference. It's hard for difference. me to tell the difference. Um, although man, his accent gets a real downgrade dude. in the next movie. Oh, yeah. And I think that was a director choice because it's the same dude. Listen, I, I want you to really uh, Irish it down. <laughs> you were too Irish in the last one. Cost us $10 million. <laughs> it was all his fault. Okay. So I genuinely for a really long time, I don't know why I thought this. I was like, oh, there, there's going to be a scene at the end of the movie where this French frog gets kissed by someone and turns into a prince because that's usually what happens at the end of these movies mm-hmm. oh yeah so there's a french frog a spanish turtle is he spanish okay i thought he was i thought he had a spanish name but they just call him speed yeah because they just call him speed the whole time he does have a longer maybe spanish sounding name yeah and and an irish muffin they're real multicultural and that's fine that's like a good thing yeah right but it, it doesn't it, i feel like not much comes of it I didn't like Speed because I was never quite... I felt like his character wasn't real well-defined. He was just like... He's just a turtle. Snarky for no reason a lot. He's a turtle who's friends with this, who's been friends with this frog for a long time and is good at water. <laughs> That's yeah, his character. I That's just... all it is. Like, the French frog has a gimmick. His gimmick is that he thinks he's the frog prince. And the, the Irish well, puffin's gimmick... He thinks he's the frog prince. And what I hated about the second movie is the f- jean Bob. The French frog, mm-hmm. Jean Cleese, is not cowardly. He's not. He is a fucking voice of reason. Because the thing that everybody else does is like, yeah, let's piss off the magician. And he's like, guys, what if we don't piss off the magician? <laughs> and I understand you need that guy. Even if you're going to go piss off the magician, you need the guy to say it's a bad idea. And in the next movie, he's just scared of everything for no reason. Oh, God, I hate him in the next movie. I hate him in the next Uh, movie. Like, okay, in this movie, he wants to woo Odette so she'll kiss him so he can become a prince. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty sure if he he becomes a prince, he can probably break her spell too, I think. 
I, I don't think he I don't think he got past part A of that plan. Maybe he didn't think that far ahead. But his plan to do it is to jump over two crocodiles because he wants to get the flowers that the crocodiles are near so that he can impress her. Now this is not the act of a cowardly guy. This, this is, might be the act of somebody at the end of his fucking rope. This might be the yeah, this might be the act of a guy who's kinda chauvinist and selfish. Oh, he's But he's that is an equal piece cowardly. Of crap. He's a piece of crap, but he is not cowardly. Like this is a guy who values himself over literally everyone else. But he's not a coward. That's why that's why he's always the one talking about self-preservation because he cares about his own neck. And the the I like the puffin, you know. Uh, military animals are my favorite genre of animal, so He's a he's a good character. He's he's kind of the one that shows up to not exactly take charge because Odette is clearly in charge the whole time, which I like, but he is, he's a man of action. Yeah. The, these... And therefore he's the one who pushes more action. So Derek has figured out the, what the great animal is. God, this fucking king couldn't even die in a way that helped his own daughter. Right, he figured out that the animal must be a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Which you know what? Not bad, Derek. I mean, you're an idiot, and the thing that he said was stupid, so way to go that you put that together. Um, but then he plans to go hunt the shapeshifter. Like how, though? Just with a bow like and arrow. You know, just shoot no, it a bunch. Like, yeah, but like, how do you... Does he, is he going to kill everything? Well, I think that was his plan at some point, because a bright, golden, white swan starts flying at him, and he's like, fucking nailed it, whoa, got whoa, it right whoa, there. Whoa, 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 we cannot skip this other scene. That happens concurrently. Uh-huh. Which is them breaking in and getting the map, so that she can figure out where Swan Lake is and how to get back to Derek. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And God, fuck, I hated this scene so much. This they is did, the song that made me very mad. They did every sport. Yeah. It's they, not good. This was a, this is like a Looney Tunes scene. Yeah, it, it uh, really that was. was. Not not funny. It wasn't funny. It was not well paced. It's, it's not supposed to be in this movie. Like this is a scene that very much felt like this is for a different movie. It's for the second movie, it seems. And the reason you can tell is because Odette is not fucking in it. Uh, She's, like, outside waiting for them to get the map, and all the fucking sidekick characters are on this stupid baseball, hockey, football chase scene. It's real bad. With the map. And, uh, uh, bad guy's evil stooge, whose name escapes me. I think they only give her a name in the in the other one. In the ballet, she's his daughter, but she only shows up when she's the Black Swan. So I don't know what the fuck her name is. Yeah. But yeah, they, actually, I think I think one of the other characters actually calls her his stooge. So <laughs> she kind of looks like what the witch transforms into in Snow White. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and she's just trying to get that map, and they all get away. Good for them. Okay, good for them. So they find Derek. Yes, accidentally. And he's like, a swan! Of course! (laughs) So he, he, oh man, he, the number of times he accidentally kills his ex-girlfriend. I love that. 
Oh, I have a note here, actually, I should mention. I had a sneaking suspicion while watching it that the entirety of Swan Princess Undercover is exactly the map-stealing scene. Oh, gosh, I don't know. That movie's CGI. So I don't know what it could be. It could be anything. It could just be a ripoff of a James Bond movie, dude. Odette leading Derek through the woods while desperately trying not to get killed by him is so fucking intense especially since the movie spends so much time showing you how good he is at killing shit yeah and she is she needs him to follow her because he is her one hope of getting out of here but if he gets too close he will kill her there's a fucking there's a moment when like a serial killer the prince disappears and they're like yes! where'd he go Oh no, we're so fucked. And then he just shows up in front of them on a cliff and they're like, oh god. <laughs> this is, see, this is like a great, a, a, a great scene. And this, this, this movie does something a lot like it later when, not a lot like it, but there's another scene where it's like, oh, they're in love and oops, he killed her. <laughs> oh man. Shit. Later. And I love that it doesn't shrink away from that. That is... Like, these are the scenes that I feel like make it a good movie to me. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. They're a lot of fun, and they're, like, they have they have a tension. <laughs> There's stakes. There are real stakes. There's there are stakes. Death stakes. Oh, what it's like to have a movie with stakes. Oh, it's crazy. I love it. So the much. next movie is, is completely vegan. No stakes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wow, I thought that was funny, and then I thought I was an asshole. <laughs> you know, you could have laughed like a normal person instead of applauding. Absolutely, I could not. Um, so, so she leads Derek to the lake, though. Yeah, she leads she leads him to the lake, and he's about to kill the shit out of her, but the moon shines on her. the The best piece of animation in this movie, a piece of animation that I think they must have spent four years on. Yeah, it's 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 real good. When her transformation is, yeah, it's, it's the best thing in the movie. So she turns back into a princess. They 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 lay the shit out, and it's so late in the movie. Yeah, like, God, we're we are... over halfway done, and this is like the first time that that they both understand what's going on. And again, I like that. Yeah the 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 state the the goalposts have been shifted because now they both understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, they hatch a plan. Uh, he has to go back to the castle uh, because he needs to find a way to declare his undying love to her, to the whole world. To the whole world, which apparently just means to everybody mom invites to this party. Yeah, so he goes back to do that and Rothbart shows up and plays this little like, oh, what's going on here game? Hmm, what could possibly be happening? Gotcha! He's such a good bad guy. Because... You know what he has right now? All the fucking cards. He, he overheard this, so he knew what was happening. He goes and he like, he's like, oh, hey, why are you out here? What's what's happening? And she, she tries to play it off like, I'm gonna marry you. He's like, ha you fucking liar. And, and then he's like, by the way, new moon tomorrow, you ain't going anywhere. And... All the cards. He had them the whole time. He, oh, man. And so he he needs to be absolutely certain, though, that Derek cannot 
make a vow to Odette. So he he puts her in like a well or something, right? <sighs> it's in the fucking other movie. It's like an, a half underwater tower. Maybe it is a well. Yeah, it's it's a it, it's, it's it's it might be just like a flooded old tower. Yeah, it's like it's like this flooded old tower. And so he put he yeah. shoves her in there, and then he turns his stooge into. Well, what I have to say is he goes into the No More Mr. Nice Guy song. Oh, yeah. Which is completely mediocre. It's... But it creates this idea that this magician lives out his revenge fantasies in his empty house. <laughs> yeah. And I do like that. Like, it has him, like, like cursing characters to change into other shit. And there's no reason for this, except that this must be what he does every night. Every night. But then he turns he turns his stooge into Princess Odette, except in a black dress instead of a white dress. That way you know. Which, that way the audience can know this is the evil one. Right. Which is, again, just straight from the ballet. That's, yeah. that's, that's just a ballet thing. Nobody says words in ballet, so you have to know what's happening when nobody else And don't does. get me wrong. like That, bla- that black dress is on point. It's real good. Yeah. No, it's a good black dress. So... Yeah. Derek is helping out the preparations for the ball, and like a crazy person. Okay, so Derek is the guy who falls in love, and then all he can ever talk about is how in love he is. And it's like the most infuriating yet relatable romantic lead I've ever seen. He's insane. He like goes up to everything at this party, and he's like, maybe these roses should be white, you know. Like a swan. Like a swan. <laughs> Maybe this food should be more, I don't know, swan edible. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why does... Oh, God. Like, he... Like, every sentence... And he says it with this, like, smug tone where he just... He's, like, like he's he says something completely garbage. normal and then he tilts his head at the camera. Like a swan. Like a swan? Oh, it's... It's... He... Like, and I agree with you, though. Like, it's totally, like, I get it. The, the back and forth between his character is great because he he's this guy who wants to make this, these grandiose gestures. Oh, it's completely clear in the next movie that he does not understand that sometimes being in love is small gestures. Is just being there. The smallest gesture yeah. in the world. But, but he... God, I hate the next movie. But he kind of learns the lesson at the end of this movie. And it's really great and poignant. And I cried. Ah, okay. This movie made me fucking cry, Tony. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, it followed the formula well. Like, it got me. Yeah. It did it. Ugh. It done did it. I didn't cry because I'm a big, strong man. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm strong. Um... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) The girls start showing up for the ball And I keep talking about this ballet But in the ballet When all the girls show up for the ball It's really fucking good I need to watch this ballet I don't think I've ever seen it I've only seen the Nutcracker It's it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the ballet Because what it does is It it goes real real quick to kind of show That these are people from different lands Yeah So they all have like these Sort of stereotypical dress and stereotypical dances but it's also ballet so there's like a ballet mariachi dance oh that's kind of great yeah it's really fucking good and in this movie it's just mm, it's not very good and at the end of the song there appear to be 11 princesses at this packed ball like 
we get these big crowd scenes of all these people, and then whenever we're actually at the party, there's like four. <laughs> this movie has a real problem with spacing and timing. Well, I, I find it hard to really blame it for that, because at that point, it's pro- probably a budget issue. Like, we, can, we just can't have this many characters in the scene well, at I mean, the same time. And just on top of that, it's hard. Like, it's hard. And yeah. And, and I think I think it, it it really goes to show that like not everybody can do animation. You know, you need a you a you need a good team. B you need a good management, and C you just need you need to understand your limits and know how to work around them. Like it's animation is hard, and and this movie really does its best. You can't fault it. For I that. I think this movie is very good for what it is. Oh yeah, definitely. The the three musketeers. I well, I shouldn't do that. The 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 the, the uh, John Bob Speed and. Oh okay, because I was like, what the fuck is he talking? About? Who the fuck? Is, what the fuck is the Puffin's name? Is it just Puffin? Puffin. You Puffin. just call him Puffin? Or Commander Puffin, Captain Puffin. Wow, he's got a title. That's not good. General Sergeant. Oh. General Sergeant Major Puffin. This is ground control to General Sergeant Major Puffin. <laughs> That wasn't worth that laugh. No, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> so, so they they work they 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 bust out a debt from the flooded tower. Um, oh, and no 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 wait 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 we've completely forgot that uh, best friend is in the tower. Oh yeah, that fucking yeah, fucking Prince Derek is so fucking in love that he he's leaves such, his he's best such friend. Piece of shit. <laughs> Some motherfucker leaves his best friend in the woods, like a yeah, swan. Yeah, like, oh, where is he? I'll need somebody to be my, my best, best man. man. <laughs> Fucking idiot, like, dude! Your friend is gone. <laughs> um, now, don't get me wrong. I understand, like, being worried about your friend, but also staying at the ball because you have a promise to keep to your one true love, who you promised to love forever. Mm-hmm. But he's not worried about his friend, and he does not care. Oh, man. Uh, so his best friend is in the tower as well, but his best friend doesn't leave. He's too much of a scaredy cat. Yeah, well, here's the thing. In this movie, this is one of the things I hate about the next movie. In this movie, humans cannot understand animals. Yeah, the only reason Odette can understand animals is because she turns into a swan. Right. This is a logical progression of, of thought. Yeah, this is okay to me. Somebody turns into an animal, they can understand animals. When they turn back into a human, they can still understand animals. That's fine. It makes perfect sense. But I, no, I agree with you. He doesn't understand animals. So when the swan and the turtle plan a breakout, he understandably does not go with them. That makes a certain amount of sense it, to me. It, it is completely understandable. Um, so Adet uh, breaks out, like something out of prison break, and she flies... She flies to the castle and sees that uh, Derek is chilling and hanging out with this fake Odette. And here's the thing. At this point, at this point, I started writing in all capital letters because I was very scared. And I was like, break the damn window, Yeah, that's girl. what I was thinking, too. I was no like, just fly through the subtlety. window like Batman. <laughs> if there is a moment in your life that you are allowed to break through a window like Batman, it's when you're about to see, like, your fucking boy, your dude, your man professes undying love to a fake you that's when you do it batman fucking evil twin oh jesus yeah but she does not break the window and he does the thing that i didn't think they were gonna do in this movie (laughs) i i didn't think they were gonna do it but they did it 
because it's a Russian ballet. And he, do he does a thing where he professes his undying love to the black swan. <laughs> so, well, bef before he does that, right? So, like, Odette is, like, trying... Like, this castle is so swan-proofed. Like, it, is, it is on lockdown for this ball. <laughs> and so he professes his undying love. Odette begins dying of a broken heart and starts flying home. Why will she die? Does is this ever explained, or is this just part of the elaborate it curse? It is thrown out very quickly by Rothbart that if her one true love professes his love for another, she will die. Now, this is something they should have spent some time on. And again, we should understand why she knows this, but they do say it. And what this is based on, in certain, not actually the one I saw, but in certain um, versions of the ballet. Yeah. When the when the love is professed, she and Derek actually both kill themselves. Oh, because it's a Russian ballet. Oh, okay. Like said, <laughs> um, so, and that breaks that breaks Rothbart's power because it's sort of like a backdoor way to break the curse. Apparently, I guess because they profess their love to each other through killing themselves together. Huh. I don't know. It's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. But then it also breaks all of his power and they rise up into heaven. So it's better than Romeo and Juliet. Because Romeo and Juliet just fucking die like a couple of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, like like the edgelord teens that they are. Yeah. You know, if, if and I don't, I haven't seen any of uh, the modernized versions of Romeo and Juliet other than Baz Luhrmann's. But if you were to do it today, right, like Romeo and Juliet would both be like hot topic edgelords, right? <laughs> oh, probably. Like they have to be. Definitely Tybalt is God. I would play Hot Topic Romeo in the play. Hit me up if you need a Hot Topic Romeo. <laughs> I will say that the version of the ballet I saw, when he professes his love to another, she is stuck as a swan forever. And there's this real great scene where she flies away and he's just fucking stuck there, sad and alone. Which is more than he deserves. Because he's a dumb shit. Yeah. God, he's so dumb. Like, of all the princes in princess movies, this guy is a fucking piece of work. Derek really fucked up at every possible turn. And it says something that I, I really love. It says something that the guy who Odette was worried only loved her for her beauty was tricked by somebody wearing her face. Because he can't tell that this is her and he should be able to because he's supposed to love her that's the underlying context here I, I i and again if this movie had been paced better or like the little mermaid does this so much better yeah but then the little mermaid kind of subverts it too because he's like is eric hypnotized yeah he's like on under a spell of some sort it's yeah. it's i feel like he's yeah he's not himself there possibly her voice hypnotizes him I, I don't remember. I haven't seen The Little Mermaid in about two or three years now. I will say, if they had framed it better, what they could have done is made it more of a... Like, the reason he's rushing through this is because he doesn't, like, he doesn't want to waste time. If they had made it more of a he's impatient as well as dumb instead of he's dumb and can't see past beauty, it would have been better. I don't know. I love... I, I really like the idea that Odette is done in by his tragic flaw, which is that... He just thinks she's so damn pretty. <laughs> and and it makes him unable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a good focus. And I think the movie really capitalizes on it because Rothbart shows up. 
he just kind of busts open the door and he's just like, gotcha, bitch. In more words. Yeah, but. looks like you fucked up six ways to Sunday, man. Uh, how does it feel to have killed your own girl? I love that Rothbard is like going on and on about how Derek fucked up and Derek's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? I fucking get it. I don't understand. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a dumb shit. <laughs> She's wearing a different dress. Odette has one dress. She always wears white and gold, my guy. This woman is wearing black and red. You've known her your entire life, dude. Rothbart turns fake Odette back into his stooge. And Derek is like, fucked. He is so mad. He runs back, rides back. Man, distance in this well, movie what, means what nothing. What Rothbart does is he tells him, if you leave now, I'll give you one last gift. You'll be able to see her before she dies. Which is... He's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, man, Rothbard really goes from, like, kind of villainous to hella villainous in, like, the span yeah. of the scene. I was so happy to be able to get a good villain. Getting a good villain's fun. Getting a, having a good, having a competent villain is great. Yeah. We should have more of those. <laughs> well, we're gonna have... Less. The next one doesn't have one. So Derek gets back to Swan Lake. Odette transforms back into a human. She splays out as a swan first. Yeah. In a way that, like, tells you, oh, fuck, she's dead. She's dead. And Derek, like, yeah. like cradles her in his arms, and he's like, I know I fucked up, I did bad, and she dies. And then Rothbart does something, which I think must have genuinely been out of pity, because there's no reason for him to have done it. <laughs> he basically tells him, you can only save her if you kill me, and turns into the great animal, which is a huge-ass bat. And I feel like he could have just, like, not done that, and Derek, uh, well, Det would be dead, and Derek would be sad. He probably... He could take over the kingdom the old-fashioned way. War. Yeah. And death. <laughs> and maybe turning somebody into Odette and lying about the fact that he had Odette. It seemed like he could have done that. Oh, man. Right? It's... There are a lot of holes in this plan, yeah, but... Right. Um, so I, there, there actually aren't that many holes in this plan. I feel like it's, it's just, actually, you know, what, maybe it's like his transformation powers might like only work until sunrise or something. You know. Oh, like Ghost Rider. Man, don't. I don't. I don't know what Ghost Rider <laughs> do. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there's a fight. So, like Ghost Rider, there's a fight. Yeah, exactly like Ghost Rider. <laughs> And so this entire time, uh, Derek's buddy, who Tony has a name, just like Ghost Rider. who has a name, he has a name. He does. I don't fucking know it. Bromley? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not LeFou. Wilford Bromley. Bromley. I think it's just Bromley. Diabetes. <laughs> God damn it. Derek's fight with the Great Monster is... It's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. It's pretty great. Oh, yeah. You know, it's no Maleficent, but it's great. It's good. That's what I would say, though. I think you could almost compare it to Maleficent. Like, we don't get a lot of princess fighting shit that's, like, way too big for them to fight. I, I, it's a good, it's a good trope. I think we need more of it. Uh, I think more, more movies need big shit to fight. In fact, one of the things I don't like about Little Mermaid is I feel like Ursula goes down too quick. I don't know. I she like took a... scary as fuck and then... And then just a boat fo- <laughs> Listen, goes into her. taking a boat to the sternum. I'm not saying that wouldn't kill her or anything. I'm just saying they could have upped the tension a bit before that. I happened. feel like the tension was pretty upped. There was like a tsunami and everything. 
I'm just saying, I never felt like Eric was going to die. No, that because I felt like Ariel was going to die. That was the fear. No, I mean, yeah, but... Oh my god. I'm not having this conversation. It's been a while since I've watched this movie. I could be... I mean, I still could be off about it. Okay, I so... Think the, I think that there were that there were times when Derek was fighting the, uh, the great monster where he fucking lost. Oh, yeah, he like, was... It felt like that He was, was getting it. his ass beat. The animals return Derek's bow to him through shenanigans, and then... Derek's buddy, who has escaped from the castle and has his own bow, somehow. Yeah, he still had it on him. In a last-ditch effort to kill his best friend, fires an arrow at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. No, that tracks. Keep going. And then, like, like the Matrix, Derek is like, great plan, buddy. Catches the arrow, fires it into Rothbart's heart. We didn't really mention this before, but... Like, you can catch an arrow, but you definitely shouldn't, and definitely, definitely not with your bare hands. Well, yeah, you can catch an arrow, and, like, the same way you can catch a sword, but it was it's gonna fucking hurt. And uh, don't get me wrong, like, it looks cool in the movie. No, it does. It looks, it looks really dope. It's, uh, and I like the callback, even though I don't think it was really the callback they should have worked that hard for. I do like that in at the end scene, they had that moment of, of like, completion. Regicide? Attempted regicide? Attempted regicide. Well, he's not a king yet. Well, he's still a prince. Does regicide work for princes? I don't know. I thought it was just royalty. I kind of wish that this movie spent a little more time with Odette because I really liked her character. Yeah. Pretty much the whole time. And she doesn't get to do a lot of things. No. It's Odette's movie in like the first half and then it really quickly, or in the first third, but it really quickly becomes... Derek's movie at the by the end right and that's you know it's a hard needle to thread I get it yeah 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 I mean it's probably a harder needle to thread when everybody on your writing staff is a dude so yeah that's probably true too you know what that's probably (laughs) Rothbart fucking dies like a nerd Odette turns back into a living person she comes back to life the spell is broken and it's unclear why that worked but it did Mm -hmm. because what Derek does is punch the computer screen Right, like his his girlfriend has been killed by a curse because of him, and she's dead now. And he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna kill the guy who cursed her, and that's gonna fix everything somehow." Well, it worked, right? I mean, it does. It does work. I mean, it does. It just doesn't make any earthly. Sense. No, no, I I get you. There's a there's a lot of ge- the, the 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 way magic works in this world is very confusing. Yeah, it's unclear. They get married probably is there a final scene like that yeah, oh, yeah yeah there's like a there's like another ball where they get married she kisses john bob oh he yeah thinks he turns into a prince for a little bit but he doesn't it, yeah everything kind of winds down yeah and the movie ends and the the there's an end credit song it's fine i cannot stress enough how most of the music in this movie is perfectly fine it's all right yeah it's it's got a couple it's, of it's, I mean, the next movie only has one good song, and it's not the song you think it is. Apparently, um, the actual love song, which we didn't really get into, was nominated for, like, a Golden Globe. Which is weird to me, because I didn't think it was that good. I thought that, I actually thought that the opening song was probably the best song, only because, maybe only because I really liked the scenes that went with it. And it's such a brave thing to do. It's so 
It's so bold. Like, like, here's the thing. They're not going to write Bell. They're just not going to do it. But they fucking tried. Well, that's the thing, right, is is they were like, all right, we need to, we're going to do this thing. This is too similar to Bell. So we're going to up the ante and we're going to add in the prince as like another element. Yeah. That is such a bold seven minute sequence, right? Because like <laughs> even Beauty and the Beast, that intro song is only like a song long. It doesn't jump forward in time. Although it's still a long song. It's a song long, but it's a long song long. <laughs> a long song long. But this song is like two songs long, which is a long song. Yeah, that's the movie. It's it's good. It's It's pretty I, I honestly expected this movie to be lamer. Yeah, it's... I expected I expected it to have like not as much hard work in it. I expected it to have dropped a lot of the death stuff that you see in fucking Russian ballets yeah. that you don't usually see in well, animated movies. But it made it feel like its own movie, which is good. It doesn't feel like any other. There are times when it kind of feels like it, Beauty and the Beast, and times when it kind of feels like um, Sleeping Beauty, but at no point does it really feel like it's cribbing off of them. Yeah, there, there's no there's no moment where where you think, oh, this is, this is trying to knock off Disney. It... Right. It really feels like this this guy Richard Rich really had an idea for what he thought a princess movie should be and tried to execute on it, which is bold. It's right. brave. Um, and then did that five more times. <laughs> no, see, I think I'm I'm positive that after this, everything is just like a tax scam. <laughs> it's it's just it's all so shady and weird. Okay, the Swan Princess colon escape from Castle Mountain. <laughs> alternatively known as the Swan Princess, colon, The Secret of the Castle. Escape from Castle is, Mountain. Is Escape a, from Castle Mountain is such a bad name. It sounds like a fucking roller coaster ride at Six Flags. Yes, and there is a mountain that's like a dwelling. I wouldn't have called it Castle Mountain. In the movie, they don't call it Castle Mountain. They don't call it anything. Stupid. No, The Secret of the Castle is a much more palatable name. Because there's a secret in the castle that they fucking live in for some reason. <laughs> we'll get there. The worst part is it took me so long to realize it. Oh, me too. Because like the last movie, they don't explain anything. Oh, Jesus. So, so I, here's, here's the first thing I noticed. I only associate Nest Entertainment with these poorly done movies about saints and like Christopher Columbus. Uh-huh. So I was not, I did not have a lot of faith in this movie going in. Yeah. Nest, in my mind, makes, made a lot of the movies that, like, I watched in middle school when the teachers didn't want to fucking actually teach anything. I'm sorry your teachers hated you. I mean, I watched the core three times in one science class, so, you know. God, how does the scene open? It fucking opens with some dude setting up a trap in the forest. Oh, the crossbow trap. Yeah. It's needlessly complicated, and also it's just a bunch of crossbows on ropes. It's not really a trap so is... much as it's like a murder machine from Saw 7. One of the Saws where you just started giving up? Yeah. And then we go to Odette planning her anniversary dinner. God damn, this... Immediately, like, the tone of this movie is bad. Like, they just throw out two jokes for no reason. I don't remember. It's, it's like just Bridget being a klutz. Oh, yeah. And also, like... Stabbing a table and setting it on fire. Just being a klutz. Like, yeah. Clearly kind of evil. So, Odette is planning her own 
anniversary dinner, which somebody might do if they were a princess because <laughs> they want it to be special. But what definitely seems to be true in this movie is that she just does not have underlings. There, I refuse to believe that anyone lives in this castle. They fucking don't, because there aren't any guards in the castle at all. Oh, there are no guards. There's the steward. Like, literally every character in this, every sub-character in this castle, the painters, the steward, the chef, disappear and don't come back. No, actually, the steward is gone for a reason. He sends her to his mom's also abandoned castle. Oh, right. So, Mr. Undying Love here <laughs> isn't going to make his anniversary dinner. That's our big, that, that's, that's, the, that's the big well, takeaway. Not, not, just, not just isn't going to make his own anniversary dinner. Mr. Undying Love here is also apparently has just been late to everything Odette related for the past year. Yeah, which is super shitty. Mr. Undying Love. Oh, man. Like, if your love is so strong that it brings a woman back to life, maybe don't play I'm around with it. with her every once in a yeah. while, dude. Like, my guy. It's it's just, from the get-go, it's infuriating. He's doing a bunch of Prince shit, telling painters that they're not doing their job right and bullshit. Also, that's not, like, something the prince needs to do. Like, his problem is that, again, no underlings. He's got no middle management to take care of this bullshit for him. Like, yeah, he needs to meet with the king of this other country. That I get. What he doesn't need to do is tell the painters that they're not painting right. He runs into his anniversary dinner and says... But he doesn't know it's his anniversary dinner, which you find out later. Yeah, he is the fucking, fucking moron. Runs in and is like, I'm sorry, I can't make it to our our, our scheduled date because someone needs to handle this fire. Okay, but do you know who needs to handle the fucking fire? Andy? Odette does, because he goes off and does other shit. Yeah, he's fucking going off playing fucking CSI Medieval Times while Odette is giving people (laughs) blankets to put out fires. Yes, so this is jumping ahead a little, but Odette puts out fires, provides water and blankets. And soup. While Derek valiantly walks into a trap and loses his man. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Can we just stop real quick here? He valiantly Uh walks into this trap and then catches all seven arrows. And then still loses the guy. Like, Like, this is... He's ahead now, right? How does this happen? How can somebody... Like, in once... In, like... In, like... And this this all takes, like, 14 minutes because this movie is slow as fuck. But... How does a movie in, like, one scene manage to show me how spectacularly overpowered and stupid and this guy stupid. is? Stupid, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Because fuck. Odette, I wish this movie was kind of more about how Odette was actually running this country. <laughs> because that's what she does. She... And it's just in this one scene that we see it, but she is actually running the country. And people like her? actually being fucking stupid. And... I also thought that we were actually going to get some characterization for his sidekick who goes with her to help run the country instead of with him to go get shot with arrows. But we didn't, and we basically never see that guy. That, I'm pretty sure he died in the fire, tragically, like... oh No, he goes off to the mom's house, too. It's just that they we, we are told on screen that we're never going to see two of the characters again, and then we don't. Oh, man. Because I never saw him. I'm, I'm, I, I just thought he was just disappeared after the fire scene. Yeah. I was, oh God. You know what? I spent so much of this movie just staring at my desk. 
<laughs> listening to, to it. We to establish some stuff, though. So Derek can understand the animals now. Puffin is like his right-hand man. Pop, 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 pop. Or maybe he can't because later at the end of the scene when he holds up Puffin, Puffin talks about is talking about how he's going to be injured and all the prince says is, Oh, let's get you home, buddy. Like, he's just talking to a regular animal. So, one of two things is happening here. Either well, Derek... He also tells him not to tell Odette, like, about the trap. It's so confusing, because either Derek understands animals now, in which case the game has changed, the rules of this world no longer make sense. Derek understands that Odette can talk to animals, but he can't. That would be really interesting, but I don't think it's where we're at. No, because he's not that smart. Or, <laughs> Derek just talks to animals that he can't understand like they can understand him because he's a crazy person so um i have a big question about this movie okay and just one what it's mostly about is prince Derek and princess odette Mm -hmm. those titles don't make any fucking sense yeah they have their own castle aren't they a king and queen now also her father died and she was the only heir they're a king and queen now. Why the fuck did they move into Rothbart's castle and not their dad's? Not their, not, not, not her dad's castle. Not the castle. This doesn't make sense. <sighs> it doesn't make sense that she is still the Swan Princess. Well, it, she it is doesn't. A swan Queen. It, now. Yeah, but also that does make that doesn't make sense until it does at the end of the movie, which is great. But then we meet the villain. No, no, wait. T- before we no, get to that, yet. so okay. So A, there's just oh, I just really want to emphasize that there are a lot of jokes in this movie that suck and don't land. Yeah, and I'll I'm gonna bring it up every time my notes bring it up. I'll there is it. like a s- six minute scene of speed swimming through water that could have oh just been God. removed. It is it is pointless and, and just, does nothing. It's just like Jean Bob being cowardly, just being a fucking douchebag coward. And it's ugh terrible it's like you know what would be better if john bob wasn't this charming chauvinist is if we made him an annoying coward the other thing is we're close to the end of of swan princess when speed sort of uh shows off that he can move fast in water yeah and it's right at the top of this movie and so it's more like a goofy character trait than it is something useful to the plot Oh, and it's not useful to the plot at all. Because actually, as a turtle, he can suddenly go fast all the time if the plot needs him to. Which yeah. Which he does do later during the fucking No Fear song again. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. It's such a bad song. So there's a point where Derek, Derek is like drinking soup out of uh, a ladle or something. And uh, Odette tells him hey, you know, this is a weird way to spend our anniversary. And Derek's like, oh, fuck, I done fucked up. I have no excuse for being this much of a fuck up. And I just wrote down, you're damn right you don't have an excuse. Where are your guards? Where are the guards that you're supposed to have that do literally everything that we have just seen? But there is, okay, Odette is still a character I like in this movie. Sometimes. Sometimes. Because what she says, now I remember why I married you. You're so good at admitting when you're wrong. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, you know what? That's why you fucking married him. Because it wasn't because he was ever right. It's because, man, this guy knows how to fucking formulate an apology when he has to. (laughs) Yes. Which is the basis of all good relationships. so hard at a dead girl that she comes back to life. (laughs) 
we cut to the guy who tried to kill Derek sneaking around in the forest to a killer synth track. This synth track is really good and it's like super evil and booming and and implies a lot more drama than there actually is at any point in this movie. And I really liked it. Right, because nothing's happening at this point. Nothing, yeah, nothing's happening. It just He's just sneaking around like crunk. Oh, man, I just, I just thought, wait, this movie could be better. <laughs> I don't know if you thought the same thing, but... Uh... <laughs> also, the fucking henchman's name is Knuckles. Like, I just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention this, but he is a big red echidna. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just walking around, you know? He's real swole, punches things. It's real good. We meet the villain, whose name is Claudius? It's, I think it's Claudius? Or, yeah. I, or thought Claudius? Was, I thought there was a V in there. Clavius? It's Clavius. Are you serious? It's Clavius. Clavius? That's stupid. Which, okay. Who? But he, he does my favorite thing that, every, that any villain could possibly do, which is... Tells you his backstory and motivation for no fucking reason. <laughs> He's like, when me and Rothbart work together, and when we hit the magic thing, which I have to go get back, and so I'm gonna kill Derek. It's like, dude! Who are you talking to, A? But also, B, this motherfucker has no, no, pl- no step B. It's literally like, kill Derek, steal magic, question mark, profit. And the greatest part about this is he is convinced that he's a genius, and he's fucking not. This fucking tiny man isn't His anything. plans are so stupid. Oh, they're ridiculous. I'm going to get my henchman to set land on fire to get the prince to chase him, to lead him into a trap that involves a bunch of crossbows and a rope. Is something wrong with poison? Yeah, right, like... Or even just walk into the castle, apparently, since apparently that's a thing you so can easy. do. <laughs> we know he's going to be gone to see that one king at some point, oh right? Oh my god. You just go to the castle. Just go to the castle. Just fucking walk in. Literally no one would stop you. There's no guards. There's no guards to stop you. Just walk in. So then we get the B plot of this movie. I could not figure out why this was a plot point. It's not a plot point. It's just another fucking, like, terrible like facsimile of anything that they just shoved in Derek's mom is turning 50 and also her hair is way too gray for somebody turning 50 and like why is it a plot point it doesn't I'm po- there's nothing here I am convinced because of the animal transformation sequence later that her hair is actually just a wig maybe maybe nothing wrong with maybe. that just you know no that's fine probably in style uh and this is actually where i have written i don't know what happens at this next scene i think he fucks up going on a picnic oh he fucks up going on a picnic for like a stupid stupid reason because he's playing fucking csi swan lake because oh because he's like we have this foot we have his he footprint what use to you is his footprint. footprint you fucking clock you don't even so... fucking take the mold with you when you leave that's that's the thing i wrote down here he needs to learn that love is not all big gestures. Often, it's the little things that are most important, and he needs, to, he needs to stop being so goddamn flaky about everything. Literally everything. So we're 17 minutes into this movie, and finally a song happens, and it's bad. It's fucking... Yeah, it's not... Well, it's not terrible. 
No, it's bad. It's terrible. I would yeah. say it's terrible. It is grating to the ears. This fucking ballad pop ass eighties ass Selena wannabe bullshit. Like, ugh. So uh, Odette sings about how hey, it, uh. God, I wish my bo- I wish my husband would love me. <laughs> it's, it's like the opening line or like the third line that I really like. Uh, she says it's the wrong kind of magic. First he's here, then he's not. Which I like <laughs> that's a good and then line. Nothing happens with that. Like it's good. It's a good. Yeah, I like that. But uh, uh, you're right. The music itself is real bullshit. Oh, it's so terrible. I just thinks about how wouldn't it be great if like she could ever see her fucking husband ever? I don't understand why everything in this movie that was released in 1997 is so 80s. Oh, we get to the most 80s song near the end. Yeah, and it's oof. It's rough. Oh my. god god i hated it so much i hated the music i hated the lyrics i hated watching this scene that like the last the last movie was clearly like clear not have enough money to like do really big over the top scenes yeah but i did not understand the difference between not having a big over top scene and having just the shittiest magic scene in anything oh ever. yeah oh yeah <gasps> Oh, yeah. Oh, God, fuck that scene. So, so we come back to Uberta, God, who, who I would have thought would have planned her own party. Right, you would think, but she's just fucking sitting out at a bunch of tables alone crying. Yeah, Uberta's the queen's name. I wrote it down now because I think this is the first time I actually heard it. So, this next, the, this next scene is horrifying. Like, someone on this animation staff knew how to draw a scary-ass clown. <laughs> and they were like, today is my fucking day. Five years of animation led up to this moment because I was horrified. So a clown kidnaps Huberta by telling her, oh, there's a party at Swan Lake. And what I didn't understand at this point in the movie was that Swan Lake was where the prince and princess live now for reasons that are completely unclear. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. So, 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 there is, there is dialogue between the queen and, uh, Clavius. Would you, would you call it dialogue? I wouldn't call it dialogue. I'd call it incomprehensible screeching. Oh, fuck. It is. They seem to think that it would be, like, real good comic relief if, while the queen was kidnapped, she was also taking control of everything at the same time. You would think that would be funny. Really messing with Clavius, and it's just, You would think... Any part of that pitch would be a little bit funny. Even a little bit. Well, the thing is, this is not a cool villain. So every time he's undermined, it's like, oh, he's barely a villain at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's just he a just f- fucking sucks. He's just a fucking, like, this fucking nerd. <laughs> Who? Fucking nerd. Oh, God, it's bad. Okay, and, and here's where I have this big block written down. Okay, so she keeps calling herself Queen. But I don't think she is, and if she is, maybe she should try fucking ruling every once in a while and not leaving everything to her obviously overworked kid. Or her obviously overworked steward. Derek's meeting with all the kings, right? And he, Oh, yeah, that's he, right. He's, he's running down all the criminals for some reason. And meanwhile, she sits in her house alone and waits for him to plan her birthday, birthday party. party. <laughs> I don't get it. So, so, so this, so fucking John Paul starts singing about how he's such a fucking coward. John Bob. Whatever. 
Oh, no, I'm not going to... We're not even there yet because I have another note about the ransom note. Oh, God, that's right. He just shoves it onto an arrow. <laughs> Do you remember what the threat in the ransom note is when it's taken to Prince Derek? No. The threat is, if they don't comply with, I cannot even fucking remember what he wants. Because it's not the orb, he's going to go get that himself. Oh, no, he basically invites Derek to go get his mom back. And he says if he doesn't go get her... He's going to attack the kingdom. He didn't kidnap a damn kingdom. <laughs> Why isn't it? I'm going to kill the queen. So, there are so many points in this movie where I all I could think of is, why haven't you killed her? Why haven't you threatened her life in any capacity? Okay, so now the frog starts singing about how he's such a fucking coward. Well, but for some reason, nobody listens to him when he sings a song about how running into an obvious trap, like, obviously a trap, is stupid. All he's saying is that running into an obvious trap is stupid, and Odette's like, but that's what you do for friends. And no, it's fucking not Odette. Odette, it, You don't die for your friends for no reason. You die for your friends for a reason. I think I spiked out my audio when I screamed at an imaginary person. <laughs> But that's but that's the thing, right? Is like this for this PBS Kids special, this song that literally walked off of the set of the Electric Company, is like <laughs> is like the frog singing about how he's a coward, and everybody else singing about how you know sometimes sometimes you gotta be stupid for your friends, and it's like right, so what lesson should I take away from this die. song? What are you talking about? What are what am I uh, supposed to learn here? Because so far, my two options are die for my friends or be a coward. I genuinely thought that Jean-Bob was going to sing this song about how it's stupid to run off to your death alone. And Odette was going to go after Derek. I thought that was the right? point. You would think. But it's not. They she just, just says, no, sometimes it's just what you do and stays at home. And stays at home. We're like 30 minutes into like this movie, movie and there are the no only good stakes. thing about this movie. It's like one hour. This, th we are like halfway into this movie and nothing uh -huh. has happened. Oh, wait, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Not yet. Sorry. Because this is the point where fucking uh, Clavius just waltzes into the castle. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, while well, she's eating dinner. Like, are there no guards? There are, where are the guards? Nobody. Where are they? There's not even some kind of butler to announce that a person has showed up. There's nothing. And here's the thing that you need to remember about Clavius, audience. He looks like a wizard. He is not. He doesn't he have magic. Can, he can use no magic until he steals the magic orb that he calls something stupid. <laughs> the Forbidden the Arts. The Forbidden Arts. It's a fucking, like, electric ball from the science museum. Yeah, it's not... It sticks your hair up when you touch it. The, uh, the... And he calls it the Forbidden Arts because he's a fucking lunatic. The Forbidden Arts sounds like a fucking Banksy exhibit. It's so lame. Like, fucking... I thought... What? He kept them talking about the Forbidden Arts. I thought it was going to be a book. Yeah, right? Like, that would have been... That would have been cool. But it's not. It's just... It's just like a ball that gives you magic. Oh, 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 and I have a big question. Why does Odette punch him in the face? Why doesn't she... He's just an old Kick guy. his ass. He has nothing. He has no power. He has no strength. He's smaller than her by like two She's feet. In the prime of her life, and her arms are probably buff as heck from flying. Oh, man. And, and the other thing is, on the other side, why did Claudius go see Odette? Why did he just... Steal the fucking orb! 
Nobody would have tried to stop him if he hadn't told her everything about his plan. So now Rothbard Stooge, who's in this movie, uh, I think they call her Bridget. Bridget, you said her name was. So Bridget and the three animals, who she can apparently understand, uh, decide to steal the orb themselves. Gee, I wonder where the secret orb could be. I bet it's not behind this untouched, immaculate painting of the villain from the last movie. <laughs> Fucking. Well, to be fair, I think it's behind like a wall before. Well, that, God, yeah. Derek, Derek destroyed all of Rothbard's stuff except for this big ass portrait. Why do they live here? Like, there's a wacky chase sequence. Oh my God! Set to everybody's least favorite song this, from the last movie. This chase no sequence, fear. physics, motion, and gravity mean nothing to these people. Well, do you know what else means nothing, Andy? The passage of time. Because I'm pretty sure I'm still watching this chase sequence. It's <laughs> this non-Euclidean space. They fall down the same flight of stairs three times in this fucking M.C. Escher-ass castle that Rothbard apparently built. And they moved into! Why did they do that? I bet, I bet the reason they don't have any guards is because they're all still perpetually lost in this <laughs> Scooby-Doo mansion. Oh, see, that would be cool if they were, like, they'd moved into this castle because they were trying to unlock the secrets of it. The that secret of Castle Mountain. Well, this is actually the castle at Swan Lake. Castle Mountain's a different castle. Right, right. This is, this is the... Oh, God, I don't even fucking know. So, so now we are, we are halfway into this movie. We, have, we finally have some stakes. Oh. oh, do you know what we did not establish? What? That Clavius has locked up Odette. Oh, right, he lost- Fucking how? He just, uh, where did he get the keys? Where did he get the keys? Why does she let him? Why doesn't she have keys to her own castle that she lives in? Why doesn't she push him down some stairs? Why isn't there a fight scene? Why doesn't he have to subdue her somehow? Why, Why is she just like chill with being locked in a room? Why doesn't she just snap his little nerd body in half with her buff swan arms? I don't know. At the beginning of the movie, Odette was still an interesting character. And now she's not anymore. They just took everything she had away from her. For no reason. That's the thing. If there was a reason, it might still be interesting. But there's not. So, we, we, we finally have some stakes in this movie. I forget what they are, but I rem I wrote down that we have some. Yes, no, I know the stakes. One, if the, if the Forbidden Arts is dropped, it will explode. Right. In apparently an extremely slow explosion. Two, if... If Clavius gets the orb, he will become, by his own words, but by nobody else's, the most powerful man in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, it is, we learned that that means he will be as strong as, what the fuck is his name? Rothbart. As Rothbart was at the, in the middle of the last movie. So, not actually that fucking, not strong enough to beat these two. Not strong, yeah. Beat him once. Not strong enough to beat Prince Derek, who just shot an arrow at him. I hate that this that this villain spends the whole time trying to be as strong as a villain from the last movie. Who lost. Not even more powerful. Lost. Just as powerful. The, the we cut back to Derek falling into another trap. I thought I thought we turned uh Odette into a swan. No, not yet, not yet. Uh because okay. uh first we get like this long scene where Derek is playing like Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Hey, Clavius thinks pretty highly of himself, but throw a rock at him is a pretty basic murder plot. Oh, because man. that's the first trap that 
that Derek walks in, and Claudius did not need to think it up. This this was a trap that could have been pulled by fucking is it Fennec? Who? Princess Bride. Oh, ah, God, ah, dude. Now this this is literally just like booby trapping a room one hundred and one, right? Like a yeah, net that falls nothing, on you, a you. log with spikes, a, bunch of a pit, booby traps. Now we cut back to the castle and. <laughs> They have a puffin who can fly. That Prince no, Derek. Oh, that's right, because he, he broke his fucking tail. Sorry. Tail. They've established that he won't be able to fly for two weeks. So, Odette, so they have the Forbidden Arts, and Odette looks at Bridget and says, you must know something about Rothbart's magic. The only solution to this problem is if you turn me into a swan. Look, maybe she's just been missing it, okay? <laughs> maybe she needs to spread her wings. She could have turned herself into the giant beast. No, yeah, she could have. Or even just a really big swan. Hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, she could have. <laughs> hey. Like. Hey. But she could have, though. She could have. But no. Or- or wait. But she could have. Is, Couldn't she have turned Clavius into a swan? She could have turned. Like, what if she can only do swans? She, okay. That's still fine. Right, so, but nope. The solution is we have to turn Odette back into a swan, giving the entire title of this movie some purpose. Right. I mean, I was waiting for something like this to happen the entire movie. But until you mentioned it, I didn't realize that, like, yeah. How like, many? Fucking. More shit well, could have Like, there's. Well, I mean, and listen, to be fair to the writers of this movie, okay. only Zeus knows the answer to the question, how many problems can be solved by turning yourself into a swan? So they were in pretty tight corner. <laughs> they had to turn her back into a swan somehow. Okay, like, I mean, they could turn her into a swan, but there's nothing stopping her from turning Clavius into a swan. And that would have also worked. Or just turning herself into a really big swan, like a horse-sized or swan. turning everybody into a swan <laughs> what if we turned away. what if we turned everybody into a swan <laughs> zeus probably i made two <laughs> zeus jokes and i know i shouldn't have but just no it's fine everybody loves zeus no <sighs> everybody loves swan zeus so so she turns herself into a swan and escapes <laughs> the animals play keep away for the fucking orb again Okay, um, I think it follows Odette for a bit, okay. and then we go back to the animals. And the animals get, think- the, the forbidden arts get captured after Clavius captures Bridget and uses her to, like, lure out the others. Oh, yeah, 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 because they go to the place where, when I saw it, I was like, oh, their castle is at Swan. Yeah, that's when I realized it, too. Yeah, which makes literally no <laughs> <Why>? sense. Why? <laughs> Why? What? Like, I know we've been saying this over and over again, but it is such a baffling thing that they would do this. Yeah, they're in that they're in that flooded tower or old well or whatever it is, and he sees the light from the orb and uses Bridget to, like, lure them out. He, he gets into his flying balloon, and the animals hang on and follow him back. Yeah, and I have a problem with this. So first we cut away to um, Derek and Odette. Mm -hmm. Because Odette goes and saves Derek. Yeah. Because he has finally gotten caught by one of these traps. Finally. Oh. It is the mud trap. It's like quick mud. 
Yeah, that's not a real thing that exists. It's like a bog pit. Yeah. Where you go to see all the cool elephant bones. Dives in with a rope to drag him out. It's 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 a lot like the Princess Bride, actually. Yeah. But less yeah. less good. So so there's so when Derek fucking falls into the pit, he's like, Oh, I'm fucked. I'm I'm totally boned. And he looks at the dude who dropped him in and he's like, You can't just let me die like this. And for a moment, because this fucking henchman dude has been like following the every whim and command of the queen, I was thinking yeah, he's been like bipolar about being a henchman. He's been real hot and cold about yeah, it. Yeah, he spent the first like the middle sixth of the movie being like like wishy-washy about being this dude's henchman but the moment like Derek asks him for help i was thinking oh so this is the moment when the the hench dude kind of changes his ways you know he reforms himself and becomes a better person no he doubles down on being an evil fuck and he just looks Derek in the eyes and says nah i'm gonna let you die here and it's gonna be painful and then he leaves well here's the other thing though on the other end of this spectrum yeah oh that's a swan yeah she saves Derek, and he's like, why are you a swan? And she says, no time to explain. <laughs> Isn't there? Is it, there's got to be a little bit of time. Because you have to walk back to the castle, right? Well, they ha- no, they have to walk to Castle Mountain. They're still on their way to Castle Mountain. Well, no, they actually have to walk back to the castle at Swan Lake because they think the orb is still there. Oh, that's right. God, that's I forgot the about that. passes over them, they change course. And then... So... So, so let's cut back to to the aminals because I have an issue here. Okay. Jean Bob climbs up the wall and out the window to see Clavius leaving in his balloon. Mm-hmm. Earlier in this and in the last movie, there's a fucking hole. Now, why did he climb up the wall when there is a very well established hole in the in, in the other part of the wall? He could just leave. And then go up some stairs. Well, they couldn't leave Bridget in the well. She could also... But she could have also escaped from the hole because the fucking... uh, The the fucking dude escapes from the hole. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make... All right, so... Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, this is... This movie has so many fucking plot holes. Holy shit. And... So... And there's there's a long time when they're in the balloon and I'm watching it and I'm thinking... If he doesn't fucking do something with the orb soon, I will literally fall asleep. Oh, so we find, he gets, so this fucking Clavius finally has the orb. He puts it on his little pedestal at home and we get, we get the craziest. what you wish for, by the way. Don't ever write down, man, I hope so, I hope he does something with this Yeah, orb. because, oh God man, the man. fucking, the monkey's paw curled its pinky. And like, <laughs> we get the worst, the most 80s rock ballad stupid fucking scene i have this ever seen it's so bad this song this song is fascinating in its complete stupidity it's his voice changes he summons a magic guitar um, and then later a magic piano for a separate solo he uses ultimate power to mundanely summon gold and steal the queen's clothes. His lips no longer sync with his words. It, and this movie had done pretty well on that the whole time until it, now. It, like, this is the point in the movie where whatever little money they had is rapidly going away. And I was watching this and I was comparing it to No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Which is not a good song and not a very good scene. But it's... 
so much better at being an over-the-top magic scene. This song... This guy just, like, summons a pile of gold and is like, yeah, ultimate power! It's... The song's called... What is it? You Gotta Love It? Oh, my God. And here's the thing. Oh, my God. There is a no-fear rap. What? Don't... No, don't. No. I, give me a sec. Oh, no, don't. Indeed. No, no, that's fine. I'll, we'll save it. I just... Uh... What? Okay. Okay. I think I found it. I'm gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna hold on to this. Let's, and we'll, let's get back to this insane sequence, though. It's. I am cold now. No, it's. <laughs> I can hear Tony's soul leaving his body. Okay. Fuck, man. And it's so long. It's so long. And it's like these reused animations of him playing electric guitar. Like, floating around his tiny room, and the queen telling him that he's a worthless piece of shit. And I really need to stress that, like, he just has a magic electric guitar. Right. It's not actually... We don't actually see an electric guitar. Because... He summons a blue shape... Of a guitar. That's shaped like an electric guitar, but there's no, like, strings, there's no anything. It's just like, and, and he just makes the movements on it as the guitar plays. And then later summons a magic piano silhouette that he does the exact same thing on. So now we cut to Derek and Odette. They get to, they get to the lava pit. It's in between them and Castle Mountain. Derek tells Odette, you go to the, you go to the mountain and go find my mother. I'll, I guess, go the long way because I don't have... Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and then he's stuck in a fight with Knuckles again. And this time Knuckles is using his weapon of choice, his fists. Which is a line that he says in the movie, I think. Yeah, he does say that. I was, I was going to say, Andy didn't come up with this stupid thing. This was in the movie. <laughs> and Derek, like a fucking... Like, like, Derek is a sucker. He is, and also, like, really, like, so, so Derek defeats Knuckles. Knuckles is hanging from a ledge, and Knuckles looks up at Derek and says, Over lava, there's just an open pit. Yeah, and, and Knuckles looks up at Derek and says, You can't let me die like this. And I thought, it, I was thinking to myself, Man, wouldn't it be fucking stellar? Wouldn't it be dope as fuck if Derek just looked at him and says, Wouldn't I? And then just lets him die. I wouldn't have liked that, but I kind of thought this movie might do it <laughs> because I was just off the last movie where, like, yeah, sometimes people die. Yeah, but that's the thing is we know Derek is, like, totally cool about killing. Right. But then he helps him up and, man. He gets fucking played. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. What I expect the hero to do is help him up and then punch him in the face. Because and knock him out, yeah. You don't let him get the next punch in. Right? You're like, okay, but I fucking won, and you're gonna leave now? Yeah, like, I need to... At li Man, I would have been... I would have. Lo I was watching this movie in the library, in the quiet lounge. <laughs> Let me tell you something, right? You never uh, realize how public a library screen is until you're watching <laughs> Swan Princess Escape from Castle Mountain on it, and you're thinking to yourself, I need to fill this screen with other stuff. Just to, so that if somebody walks behind me, they don't think, oh, it's finals week, and this motherfucker is watching Swan Princess Escape from Castle Mountain. Switching over. No, I'm watching porn! I'm watching porn! I literally, I was, I was like, I had Twitter open, I had a bunch of images open, I had documents open, and the entire time I was thinking, is it crazier if I have other things open? And I'm also watching Swan Princess Escape from <laughs> Castle Mountain. What? 
and 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 like three people walked behind me and I was in like the quiet lounge downstairs in the during the least mm-hmm. crowded time and I was so self-conscious. I have never been more self-conscious about anything in my life. It just it doesn't help that like everybody around me is like doing projects and working on their theses okay. and like, you know, <laughs> studying and I get it. And I'm just a fucking, like, this fucking guy watching not even a good princess movie, not even a subpar princess movie, Swan Princess Escape from Castle Mountain. So, I would have lost my shit in the library, though, if he had just let this man die, like it's something out of fucking Star Wars. Aw, man. But no, instead he gets played like a fucking loser. Yeah, what a a sucker. And... And Odette comes back to save him because he got fucking got. And I do not understand what happened. So she, like, flies at the evil dude, and the evil dude just catches her. He, like, catches her, ties her up with a belt, and kidnaps her. How does he fucking know to kidnap this swan? This guy was went from being, like, the most useless henchman of all time to being so competent that he, in, in a single, like, movement catches the swan princess and kicks Derek to his death. Do you know what I was genuinely afraid of when he started tying her wings? Because I thought he thought she was a fucking swan. I thought he was just going to drop her. Well, he does do that later. Yeah, but by accident because he's a fucking... No, no. Like, he... By then, then he's not a badass. No, 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 no. He, like, holds her off of the edge of the wagon thing and says... Now I'm going to just drop you. And I was like, what? Holy shit. This henchman has like upgraded himself to being Darth Vader. Yeah. And then he dies. And then he dies like a Star Wars death, which was pretty cool. You know? Yeah. So Derek like, like hangs onto a tree and doesn't die in lava, climbs up, tightrope walks across the, the. Oh yeah. We didn't really establish this, but to get to Castle Mountain, you (laughs) need to get into like a. What do you call it? It's like a, it's a gondola, right? Or Yeah, a gondola. And like pull yourself across. And the bad guy was using the gondola, so Derek tightroped across the top. Of the gondola rope. And so the bad guy goes to drop Odette over the edge. And in order to save her, Derek cuts the rope of the gondola, swings down, catches her, and just leaves the henchman to fall into the lava and die. Yeah. No, because he has lost the spark of humanity that allowed Derek to save him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he twice looked Derek in the eye and said, you're going to die a painful death. Derek doesn't give no shits anymore. Two strikes, man. That's it. Yeah, that, the third strike is when you hit the lava. <laughs> oh, God. And so, oh, and so now we cut to my next least favorite scene in this movie. Fucking. Okay, let me, even at the top of the scene, I need to talk about it. Because during the song... He had changed the queen's clothes to make her a peasant. A peasant. And now, <laughs> did he change her back? Did he change her back into queen clothes? Because she's back in queen. Did she just have another pair? Yeah, she just changed. A queen never leaves for her birthday without two dresses. Man, she's ready to party hard. And also just fuck, like, I, like no offense to the voice actress who played the queen, but man... Every line that she delivers is this, like, Here's the thing. rating. Here's the thing about the queen character. Her entire reason for being in the last movie was to get her son married. Yeah, like she she was like shipping out, shipping out her son. 
I was so shocked that she was a major character in this movie because there's no character to work with from there. There's nothing. Yeah. And so every time she opened her mouth to just like be an angry queen, I was like, what are you doing? There's nothing here. And so Clavius decides, I'm going to turn, I'm so mad, I'm going to turn her into an animal so she'll shut up. And this fucking dipshit, there are like a billion silent animals. And Clavius needs to die a slow death for being a worthless villain. He turns her into a yak, one of the loudest creatures in existence. He turns her into an elephant. He turns her into a monkey. He turns her into a parrot. What the hell? My what guy. What the hell was he and now, now, don't get me wrong. I am currently struggling to think of an animal that is pretty quiet because most animals are really fucking loud. But like... No, 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 let me do this for you. Uh, my first thought was slug. Yo, yeah. We could also do a fish. Uh, and that would be pretty, you, pretty you, fucking mean. You could have also just killed her. He could have just killed her. It wouldn't be hard. He could probably turn her into a statue or an inanimate. Oh, God, yeah. I know this from experience. Dead people don't talk much, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, well, sometimes they make certain sounds. Yeah, but that's like, you know, like gases and stuff, right? You know? Yeah. That's natural. But usually they're not very chatty. Fuck, it's so bad. Now, if there were a rule in this universe that you can't kill someone with magic... Nah, man, the king got fucking owned in the last movie. And he wasn't bleeding, so... That's true. I, like, no fucking ill will to any of the voice actors in this movie, right? It's not their fault that their lines were garbage. Yeah. But fuck, it's grating to the ears. So, Derek and Odette get in. They show up. All the animals are in. Derek and Odette get in. Everybody shows up. Derek says, you get my mother, leave the orb to me. And I was like, yeah, right, Derek. You fuck up everything all the time. He does. We're going to let you near the bomb. So he starts fighting uh, Clavius. He holds his own for... He does okay because Clavius is a fucking... Right, that's the thing, right? Is is Derek, Derek has finally found the one person stupider than he is. <laughs> and he still manages to lose. Here's the thing about Derek. Okay, he knows he's not that smart. Mm -hmm. Clavius is convinced he's a genius. That's the difference here. But like, Clavius summons a sword to fight Derek. Oh my! Derek's like, yeah, okay, I can do that, and he fights the sword. <laughs> so they they're fighting until Clavius notices that they have gotten the queen out of her cell, and he like turns on them, and Derek attacks him. Is that what happens? Something. I'm trying to. Derek, Derek, no, at this point, I think Derek has been thoroughly owned. He is like Sidious shocking Luke to death, slowly chipping away at Derek's vitality. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I remember yeah. because oh, there's like a God. scene, right, where Derek just stands so up bad. later where he's just wearing like this V-neck, I guess, and because somebody at the animation team was like, man, you know what this animated movie That's for kids needs? Some fan service for the ladies. Jean-Bob jumps on Clavius's face. Because for some reason they decided that his character progression is going to be cowardly until he kills himself <laughs> instead of something. That well, makes that's sense. right. That's so, that's something you got to do for your friend sometimes is die for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he does he, he does get killed by magic. He gets he gets man he but gets I think killed. At the same time, Claudius uh, or Derek uses an opportunity to get the orb. Yes. So now they're all on the, like, balloon. And in a pretty clever trade-off on Derek's part, he holds the orb in front of him, right? Like, if you fucking shoot at me, we all go up. Which is good. Like, good That's on good. you. That's, yes. Smartest thing he's done this movie. 
So uh, the animals drag their dead friend onto the balloon. Derek gets on and they start to fly away. Clavius, in a last-ditch effort to do anything with his life, holds on. He has magic. He could turn himself into a swan. Like... Does he now? Does he have magic because Derek has the... Yeah, no, because he still had the magic. Derek's whole thing is like, I'm going to get back to the castle. I'm going to destroy this thing. So, and you can't do anything with your magic that you got from this orb. Why doesn't Derek have magic? Why doesn't he turn himself into a swan? None of this movie makes any fucking sense. So, well, okay, wait, now wait. I never bought that Derek could use the orb because as far as I could tell, the only people who could use the orb were Bridget and Clavius because they actually knew how to use it. That, but all he did was put it on a pedestal. Yeah, but maybe he had prepared spells or something. All right, maybe. I think he must have had some knowledge of how this thing But the thing is, right, is he still had magic, right? Yes, he did still have magic. He did, yeah. But he goes after them without magic. And instead, yeah, and instead of using it in any intelligent capacity, he grabs onto the rope of the balloon. Oh, yeah. By the way, (laughs) we forgot to mention this, but uh, Clavius has like like a hot air balloon that he uses to get around. No, we didn't. We just kind of started talking past it. Yeah. yeah, I think we kind of referenced it a couple times. He's got, like, a fucking balloon to get to his castle because he doesn't want to use it. Yeah, because he's not strong enough to use the gondola, so he just has a hot air balloon. So he hangs onto the rope of the balloon, climbs up to get it. Oh, my God. And Derek sees this and, like, turns away and is like, where did he go? Where could he possibly be? Fucking. This is the mo- This movie is so fucking exhausting with how dumb Every character is on screen at all times. I should point out that I was glad John Bob was dead. He was just so annoying. Why were his friends sad about it? Yeah, I didn't feel bad for a second. Partially because I knew that if you spent that much time on a cartoon character's death and there's still ten more minutes, he's gonna come back to life. Which we'll get to. Oh, we will fucking get to it. So, Clavius jump scares Derek into dropping him and the orb. And the orb explodes. In, and I cannot stress this enough, the slowest explosion. If Clavius had any agency, he could have gotten out. There was a gondola. Oh, wait. No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't a gondola. You'd have to jump yeah, out. I guess he was kind of fucked either way. But still. It wasn't an explosion as much as it was like a slow fire. Yeah, like a slow electric fire. Which electric yeah. fire is going to be the name of my new synth pop band. And like, and there's a point where Derek is like, tells Odette to fly and save herself. Like, my dude, you're already free. Nothing's gonna happen. Like, he tells her to save herself, and I'm like, is something gonna happen with this explosion? No. And the answer is no. I like He's for fine. a everyone's fine. But for a brief second, I thought, oh, maybe Castle Mountain is gonna explode like a volcano. There is lava. No. No, nothing. Happens. Nothing happens. Not a scene where she needs to like save the balloon or anything. It's just nothing happens. It's infuriating. But here's the problem. See, Derek didn't want to destroy the orb because that's the only way to change Odette back. So they get back to the castle. <laughs> Odette is still a swan. Uh, Derek is not cool with Zeusing it up with her for the rest of his life. He's willing to experiment, but like. That's the end of that joke. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> you gonna go further with that, or can we just move on? They have one hope. They have one chance. They have one thing they can do, and it's maybe when the moon rises over Swan Lake, like in the last movie, she'll turn back into a human. 
Now, let me talk about the rules the last movie established for human swan transformation. Mm -hmm. By the rules, Odette will become a swan again come sunrise. And way more importantly, Jean Bob is still gonna be dead. Here's the thing is Jean Bob is fucking dead, and Odette is like cradling his very dead body in her swan arms. In nowhere in the rules is it said that the moon turns you into a girl. And brings and frogs back to life. brings frogs back to life. And so here's the thing, right? Is when she turns back into a princess, John Bob's limp dead body is just hanging out on her shoulder. And I was thinking, oh man, so he's like really dead. And then he just hops back to life. An empty visage of his former self. Because when you die, you lose something. Yeah, what they didn't tell you about necromancy is that you don't come back. We already made a monkey's paw reference, but we could make another one. Well, I mean, if we wanted to do, like, I, I, and also nobody professed their undying love for John Bob, which is a thing that yeah. somebody could have done to bring him back to life. Look, <sighs> man, who? Right, because nobody actually loves this fucking annoying piece of shit coward. This was a bad movie, but what depressed me about it wasn't, it wasn't Balto 2 bad. It wasn't, like, crazy over the top. It was, yeah, it wasn't a quest. It was just nothing. It was what I expected Swan Princess 1 to be. But Swan Princess 1 is, like, pretty a pretty good movie. Yeah, like, like not very it's, good. It's fine. Swan Princess 1 yeah. is fine. Like, if they had a little bit more money and a little bit better... Uh, a little bit better of a... Of a I, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, again, we don't know enough about how this movie was made to really talk about it. But right. if they had a little bit more money, a little bit more time, some better writing and pacing... It could have been great, but it was good. Yeah. And good is fine, right? It's good. I think Roger Ebert gave it like a three out of five. I was like, yeah, you can sort of see how uh, this, was he, Richard Rich? Yeah. How this, how this Richard Rich guy knew what went into making the Disney movies from where he came from. But it just, it just isn't a Disney movie. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that, that's what it is. It's exactly... It's just not as good as what I'm used to, but it's still good. It's still, yeah, right, like... Swamp Princess 2 is just nothing. It's, it's just nothing. It's less than nothing. It is... I wanted it to be crazy. I... And they couldn't even throw in a villain that was insane. Well, that's the thing, right, is like, like by the time this movie hits the craziest it's gonna be, which is Magic Electric Guitar... We're already 10 minutes from the end of the movie. I was so tired. Now, listen, Tony. Mm -hmm. Do you want to listen to the No Fear rap? Andy, there is nothing I want to do less than that. Tony, uh -huh. I need you to look up and find the No Fear rap so that we can listen to it live. Uh, I'm, I'll, hmm, uh, hmm. This is going to, I'm just going to press play. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's live. Oh, dear. That makes sense. You're facing a delicate situation where you preserve me, man. Let me give you the word. You're not the only one who's ever come undone inside. And you just can't hide the way. It's true. There are things you can do to pull you through, so you can say no. Oh my God! 
Okay, you can no, stop, you can stop. No, 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 no. No, that's it. We're done now. My god. Fuck me, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> man, when I heard Odette that's start rapping, I was like, no. no. Not okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How? How did anybody okay this? Are you still coming through on the speakers, too? Just, I need to unplug these fuckers. I got them for like two bucks. Holy shit. There was a sound I made that I think may have sounded like laughing, but it was actually choking. The the sounds I made that sounded like laughter were my soul trying to escape my body and me holding it in with my hands. That was so bad. Oh my god. Who, somebody, who in 1990 fucking seven thought, man... Let's have somebody that was, that was the prime time. pretending to be Irish and a white girl to just start rapping. Fucking no fear. I have one very real fear, and it's this fucking rap. Oh, my God. Uh, we got uh, almost a full minute into it, which I think is just fine. Man, I think I, I felt like I was having a heart attack. I think I was having a... I could, like, see my body from the third person. That was amazing. That was worth it, I think. So thank you for listening to Direct Video. VHS? <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Oh, I have been your co-host, Royal... T oh, fuck. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> okay. Oh shit, I'm fucking dissociating. Okay, I have been your co-host, Andy Reyes. I've been your other co-host, Tony Robusto. You can find me on Twitter, at royalty underscore valens. Oh god, you can find me on Twitter, at, at theater bats. You can find our podcast at direct2.video. Uh, you can also well, just... Why would you want to at this point? I mean, no, listen, I think this is our best one yet. So uh, you can find that on direct2.video. Uh, you can also just find it wherever your local podcasts are distributed. Google Play, iTunes. Just make sure you give us that sweet five-star rating. Or you know what? Zero stars. Maybe. Maybe we deserve it at this point, right? Maybe. Maybe we deserve no, it. No, 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 no. We suffer for our, our <laughs> demand a five-star rating now. Oh, yeah. No, we deserve the five stars. But again, I won't blame anybody, right? If you were like... Zero stars. These motherfuckers made me listen to a minute of no fear rap. I feel like I have been eviscerated. <laughs> oh, man. Um, real big thanks to Lee Rosevier for giving us Penguins on Parade. Yeah, you ever want to listen to music that's not bad? Just listen to Lee Rosevier. Lee Rosevier's got you. Music for podcasts, you know. Yeah. Cleanse your spirit. Tony also does a bunch of other stuff, Tony. Where can they find that? Okay. Uh, here's inspiredbytreeevents.org, which is a comic about, you know, funny shit sometimes. There's, god damn it, I, I still feel fucking weird plugging this one. There's basically my Pokemon fanfiction from when I played Pokemon, decided to start writing about mm -hmm. it like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that is Sinnoh Trainer one on Tumblr. There's going to be links to both of those in the description because I don't believe any of you will follow them on your own. I just started reading it when I had time, and it's 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 real good. I appreciate that. It's stupid as fun. It's real. Well, I mean, yeah, it's real dumb, right? But it's fun. It's fun. It's dumb fun. Yeah. It's wholesome. We're, like, really rushing through this. Okay, so. Because we're so sad. We're just so sad. Oh, um, God. Okay, okay. Hey, Andy. Yeah? How you yeah. doing? Uh, you know, I'm very sad. <laughs> very tired. I just got finished listening to a hot new track from 1997. Oh, God. This is a bad bit. Oh, we're out of a bit. So, uh, Andy, what are we going to listen to on our next uh, full director video, which is obviously not going to be next week, but pretty close to Christmas, actually. Yeah, real close to Christmas. Uh, a, big, a big shout out to Travis McElroy for giving us this idea for a Christmas episode. We are going to watch... And I think I think a, tr- a pairing that truly is like a fine wine, Scrooge from 1970, and The Muppet Christmas Carol. And we're gonna watch the movies, and there's gonna be no raps. <laughs> now and wait. It's gonna be good. I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> uh actually, Scrooge 1970 does have a rap. <laughs> oh look at that! It's no fear. Wow. <laughs> Well, fucking what a coincidence. I'm closing the thing now. Stop recording. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, God, I feel so... Man. Yikes. Fuck. Fuck, man. Um, I think I'm more dead than the ghost of John Smith right now. Yeah. What if the ghost of John Smith listened to the nothing? <laughs> That's... More chairs. Oh, fuck, more chairs. And you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm just going to give a quick shout out to uh, Travis McElroy, right? Yeah. Or uh, not my favorite McElroy brother, but, you know, definitely in the top three. He's, he's up there. Yeah, one of the top three. <laughs> um, I really like Taco, which kind of puts Justin a little bit ahead, but I don't know. Um, it's a tough call. Well, you know, you're right. You like the McElroy brother who you see yourself in. Travis is pretty fucking chill. Yeah. Travis is like he's he's like who I would want to be. Like, <laughs> he seems he seems like a dude who was always kind of nervous, and now he's not as nervous anymore. And I I would like that for me. <laughs> be be the okay. We can't let this devolve into <laughs> McElroy fan cast again. But let's just but yeah. Shout out to Travis McElroy Don't for worry, giving us this I idea. Clapped and ruined the audio. God fucking damn it, Tony. <laughs> cool. <sighs> Take it from the top. That's a big. Sh- <laughs> A big... (laughs) Try to be professional. Okay. (laughs)